Hello everybody, my name is Mason Rayburn, and this is the Rayburn Report. First of all, let me say that I appreciate all the people that come up to me and, and talk about this show to me. Um, I've never done something like this before, especially something that's so creative-minded. And it's nice to have such a wealth of friends who will tell you that they actually tune in and watch, and they want to watch more, and... And stuff like that. It's it's really inspiring. And it helps me do this because I'm so far behind. And so much news is coming out. And so many things. And we have to talk about so many things. But I still think this is more important than a lot of the stuff that's come out over the past couple of weeks. Because today we're going to talk about uh, State Senate District 32 and the Georgia 6th Congressional District. Both are going to have a special election this year, I believe, on uh, April 18th, 2017. And so if you live in these districts, I wanted you to be aware of your choices, uh, what happens if there's a runoff, etc., etc. Even though I know, I think a small portion of my friends actually do live in these districts. I'll put a, a we'll start with Senate, State Senate District 32, and I'll put up a photo, because it's kind of, it's a very difficult area to describe. It's not particularly gerrymandered, to my knowledge, but you can try to, t if I ask you, what, hey, what State Senate District do you live in? And you told me I'd probably buy you lunch and dinner because I'd be so impressed with you. Uh, there's a number of candidates that have announced that qualified. And there's three Democrats and four Republicans, I believe. And I would love to sit up here and tell you that, hey, the Democrats finally understand that you have to start winning at the state level. That you have to, you know, win back the state legislatures and understand. The, and no, no, um, there is not a single thing I could tell you about any one of these Democrats. Bob Wiskin is a physician. Christine Trebish, attorney. Exton Howard, television director. That's it. I can't tell you where they stand, where they oppose, are they smart or, or dumb or anything. So I can't, honestly, I can't advocate you to vote for any of them. I'm not going to sit here and, and pander to one side or you know try to favor one party if they're clearly not up to the task. So instead, let's look at the Republicans. Um, Gus Macris. He's an attorney. You can check out his website. It's a little vague, but he is leaps and bounds. Probably the best Republican on here. Probably, actually, since the Democrats don't have anything, he's the best candidate. Uh, Hamilton Beck is a consultant. There's nothing on him. Kay Kirkpatrick, she's a physician. She has a, uh, a lot of signs posted up around in the area. Uh, she talks about a repealing Obamacare, eliminating the state income tax, and implementing the fair tax. Which shows you that she does not understand what job she's running for. Obamacare is a federal program. Since Georgia opted not to expand Medicaid when it came around, there is nothing at the state level that can be done about Obamacare. She is simply saying that to get votes. That's rhetoric. It's meaningless. She wants to eliminate the state income tax. No one likes taxes, so I guess that'll play well, but I'm against that. And implementing the fair tax... Implementing the fair tax at a state level would destroy Georgia businesses. The fair tax, and we'll do a full show on this, is a is a, a, a term given for abolishing all taxes and implementing a 22 to 30 percent sales tax on final goods. So if you live in Columbus or heck Augusta, uh, maybe Valdosta, and there's 30 percent tax on your goods, you're going to go to Alabama. South Carolina or Florida to buy your things. 
It absolutely, on a state level, hurts people in the heartland of Georgia, in the middle of Georgia, and in the rural parts. It is a terrible, god-awful idea to implement at the state level. Um, there's Matt Campbell, who I'm probably biased for because he's a railroad conductor. Very little about what he actually wants to do. Very vague. And there's Roy Daniels, physician who's against Obamacare. Once again, at the state level, there's nothing you can do. They're just saying that to get votes. And I disapprove of using, of what is essentially tricking people. Because you're saying you're going to get rid of Obamacare and you're a state senator. There's nothing you can do. So, uh, if I'm looking at this, if I'm looking at these people, I have to go Gus Macris. He's an attorney, though. He, he is what I see, what I look at to be the best qualified person to vote for. If you want maybe a, a little more of an outsider, Matt Campbell, the railroad conductor, um, he he might be more your speed, but there's nothing on the Democrat side. So I can't, you know, I can't advocate you voting for any of them. Uh, that's my two cents. Gus Macris or Matt Campbell. We're going to turn now, and I'll put up a photo of this one, of the Georgia 6th Congressional District. Uh, the district is mainly the northern suburbs of Atlanta, including uh, portions of eastern Cobb County, northern Fulton County, and northern DeKalb County. It includes portions of the cities of Roswell, Johns Creek, Tucker, Alpharetta, Sandy Springs, Brookhaven, Chamblee, Doraville, and Dunwoody. Uh, same thing. Many people don't know what congressional district they live in. I think a little bit of people have a more idea of what their uh, congressman is. So, hopefully give you a better idea. The reason that these two elections are going on is because the state senator resigned to run in the, this congressional race because the former congressman, Tom Price, was confirmed as U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services. So it left two kind of gaps. There are currently 18 candidates filed to run in this race. Judson Hill, Muhammad Ali Buhan, Bob Gray, Dan Moody, Karen Handel, Bruce Lavelle, David Abrams, Keith Gravert, Adam Kramer, William Lopp, Kurt Wilson, the Democrats, Ron Slotten, John Ossoff, Ragin Edwards, Richard Keatley, Rebecca Quigg, two independents, Alexander Hernandez, and Andre Pollard. All candidates will compete in the same election on April 18, 2017. If no candidate receives at least 50% of the vote, the top two, this is key, regardless of party affiliation, will advance to the runoff election on June 20th. So, let's take a look at the recent data. Republican Tom Price got approximately 201,000 votes, which is 61% against Democratic candidate Rodney Stukesbury with 124,000, which is about 38%, which is totaling 326,000-ish votes. Pop quiz, are 326,000 people going to vote on April 18th? No. So when we look at the most recent midterm, we'll be lucky to get about 60% of that number. First things first, with such a crowded field, there will almost certainly be a runoff. But because it's regardless of party affiliation, non-Republicans, you're going to have to unify around one candidate. Republicans have held this seat since 1979 when Newt Gingrich won it. So we're going to assume that it's a pretty safely Republican seat, but let's take a look at each candidate anyway. So when I, I kind of hit on K. Patrick a little bit, it's because I'm not a rhetoric guy. I have won awards for impromptu and extemporaneous speaking. I can BS. And there's a phrase that you don't BS a BSer. 
And that's why during the recent election, I voted for Georgia Libertarian Senate candidate Alan Buckley. I'm not particularly libertarian, but he released an actual plan with percentages and numbers. That's proper good government, folks. That's how it needs to be done. When one of these people, let's just look at the first, Republican Judson Hill, from his website, quote, Judson is committed to ensuring that the men and women in uniform have all the tools necessary to do their jobs both at home and abroad, because restoring America's leadership position in the world is an absolute priority, end quote. That means nothing. Having all the tools necessary? So if the choice is the F-35 aircraft or infantry body armor, which is the necessary tool? Do you greenlight both, costing billions of dollars, while you also, quote, fight for Georgia taxpayers to cut taxes across the board, end quote. So the national debt and deficit increase. This is rhetoric, folks. That, that, those statements are designed to make you feel good instead of thinking properly. The only things I could find out about Dr. Muhammad Ali Buyan, I believe, is that he's Muslim. He has very, positions are just as vague as Mr. Hill's uh, from himself on PR Newswire. Quote, he is taking serious steps to reduce the debt burden. Because we've been playing around until now. Uh, Dan Moody and Karen Handel are both, if you're interested in them, I would advocate you look into them personally. They have a wealth of information about them. And you can kind of try to feel free to try to disseminate between those two on your own. Bruce Lavelle is one of these people that I immediately dislike because he's a Republican delegate. He's one of the people that back in March voted in secret for the Republican nominee, which you don't know who he voted for because it is done in secret. And if you're someone like me who dislikes the party system that we have in the United States, anyone associated with it is kind of muck by association. But... Other than that, that's pretty much all you can find about the guy. Uh, this guy, David Abrams, said he's going to pump 250 k into his own campaign. Quote, I'm running for the people of the 6th District. Trump is not going to be my boss, and neither is Speaker Ryan, he said. I don't have to be doing this. I'm 33 years old. I've been extremely blessed, but I'm doing this for the right reasons. I'm not worried about political backlash for standing up for my beliefs. End quote. So he's kind of a, a self-finance guy, which is one of these dual double-edged sword type issues because you know someone who's not beholden to special interests sounds great on paper but the more and more people you have who self-finance their campaigns the fewer and fewer i mean who here who's listening to the show has two hundred fifty thousand dollars to just throw into their campaign send it to me seriously because it, it creates a disconnect between people who are financially well off and people who are not but he seems like a nice enough guy. Uh, Keith Grauert, nothing about him. Amy Kremer. I was tempted to throw Amy Kremer under the bus immediately. She left the Tea Party back in 2014 to join the now governor of Kentucky, Matt Brevin, when he ran for U.S. Senate. And that's what gave me pause. Uh, Amy Kremer's a big Tea Party person. She formed a, a super PAC, the Great American PAC. Uh, she's the committee's spokeswoman and chairwoman of pro-Donald Trump. Um, and so I was immediately like, oh, Donald Trump. Okay. But when she advocated for Matt Bevan running against Mitch McConnell, 
when you talk about draining the swamp, Mitch McConnell is swamp thing. He is the first person that needs to go. And so I may disagree with about who she supports, but she seems genuine in her support of outsiders. And I'm not going to fault her on that. If you believe that's what's necessary, um, I'm on board, you know. She has a very interesting thing about national security. Uh, she's very worried about the new kind of attacks for the 21st century, uh, about advanced technological research and cybersecurity. It's very refreshing to see someone who does focus more on the attacks that we're actually getting and not on ISIS coming to America and, you know, the, the kind of the, the scare, fear mongering that gets done. Um, William Lopp is another person. A lot of information about this guy. I would recommend you go look into him. Uh, Kurt, Mr. Kurt has nothing but term limits. That is his whole campaign. That is his whole message. Um, I really can't advocate for somebody who's just a single-issue candidate like that. So I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, as we turn to the Democrats, Ron Slotten looks good. You know, he wants ACA reform, immigration reform, traffic reform. But that's all he says. It's just rhetoric. It's no plan. John Ossoff. Once again, um, he looks amazing. He's been endorsed by John Lewis. He he stands on, a, on a, lot, a lot of good issues. He goes specifics on a lot of things. I would highly recommend that. Uh, Ragin, Ragin, Edwards, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's a social progressive. Then we have Richard Keatley. Uh, there's very little info on this guy. He talks about the safety net education. There's nothing about Rebecca Quigg. Um... Alexander, I think I think Rebecca Quigg actually is a, is a very pro um, socially social justice warrior type. I hate to loop somebody in with that label. Um, turning to the independents, Alexander Hernandez, and seems nice enough. There's nothing on Andre Pollard. So um, Democrats, if you're going to unify behind one guy, I'm going to suggest John Ossoff. Early voting begins March 27th. This district, with William Lopp out there, and people like Dan Moody, Karen Handel, who are, even though I can disagree with them, I can see that they are well-informed, they are well-established. I, you know, I'm not going to vote against someone just because I disagree with them, unless they're particularly incompetent. So, I would recommend you look into these people some more. Uh, early voting begins March 27th, and now I have to get started on the other shows that we have due. Um, thank you for tuning in, everybody, and I hope you have a great day.